0: Welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkiela. This is a sacred space where we hold conversations on what it means to honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. In this space, we embrace the complexities that are inherent in all of our experiences, welcoming in the messiness of all that we are as a pathway to knowing, embracing, and embodying the fullest expression of our soul in the human realm. We talk about leadership, embodiment, social change, psychology, Spirituality, conscious business, quantum creation, politics, nature, movement and the body, relationships, building communities of true connection, and anything else that guides us deeper into leading from a place of wholeness and belonging. Within ourselves and with each other. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Soul Bodied. This is your host, Donna Kinkela, and This is part of a seven-day series that I am releasing in celebration of the relaunch of this podcast. So if you are joining us within these seven days, you have the opportunity to win one of four amazing high-value prizes when you review the podcast on iTunes and take a snapshot and send it to me on my email at Anna. At anakinkela.com, or if you tag me on Instagram at the anakinkela. And if you also share the podcast on Instagram, just sharing the episode that you listened to and why you enjoyed it and tag me on Instagram, that'll also be counted as an entry. So there's so many opportunities for you to win one of the four amazing prizes. And the prizes are individual sessions with um, other coaches and myself. So you can be entered to win a 90 minute soul bodied session with me You can also win an energetic light code attunement session with Ashley Dufresne, who is a life purpose channel. And you can also win an energetic assessment of your business with Caitlin Ann Marie, who's an Ayurvedic business coach. Um, In addition to winning $300 off my retreat that's happening later this year in Bali. So, super amazing prizes, and I'd highly recommend you enter to win and spread the word about the podcast if you're enjoying it. Today, I want to talk about the relationship that we have with the land. And this can mean the relationship with the land that you live on, the relationship with the land that you travel to. And I want to talk about this from several different layers Most of the work that I facilitate is really, you know, someone coming back home to themselves. And that is so much what the work of embodiment is all about. And it's so important that we don't actually just view embodiment work within the context of us as individuals, but that we also really see embodiment work As relational, because it is. We are in relationship to everything within us and to everything that is around us, including people, including nature, right? Which includes the land. And when we are disconnected from ourselves, and we disconnect in so many ways, and we all do it to a certain extent, right? We disconnect through coping mechanisms. We turn away from our emotions. We seek answers outside of ourselves. There's all types of different ways that we can disconnect. One of the most beautiful ways that we can actually invite and nurture a relationship of connection is by connecting with the land. And it's almost like a parallel process that the more that we connect with the land, the more we are able to connect with ourselves as we are being on the land. I'm sure a lot of you have had the experience of being out in nature and just finding yourself able to be so much more present in the moment than you are in other environments. And really it's because, you know, the land, Mother Earth, is our most ancient ancestor. We are inextricably woven to the land, to nature, to mother earth, because we came from her, right? We are not separate from her. And one of the biggest issues of our time is the fact that we don't see ourselves as connected to to the land, which is why we abuse it, um, why we use so many resources and why we are in such crisis in the world right now as it relates to climate change and that really coming back home to ourselves and coming back into a space where we are leading from a place of devotion and reverence to not just within us, but to what is around us comes down to having relationship with the land from a lot of different perspectives. And so on a very foundational level, The relationship with the land is a mirror and an opportunity to learn what it feels like to feel at home in yourself and in your body. There's this way that the land knows how to hold us when we allow ourselves to release into it, and that comes with building relationship with it where we can actually witness so much more of ourselves because we're able to feel that safety in the body. We're able to relax and come into the present moment and really see what is here for us. Right? So, you know, having this relationship with the land is foundational to Um, building this kind of deeper connection within yourself. It's a mirror, right? Every relationship is a mirror. It's not just with humans. It's with the land because that in and of itself is an energy. That's an energetic being that that is in your life in some shape or form, whether you recognize it or not. And it's impacting you. The energy of the land impacts you every day. You either notice it or you don't, right? And you impact the land. You impact the land so profoundly, And, you know, one of the things that everyone's affected by, especially right now, is that there are all these natural disasters happening all around the world, right? The land, the earth is rebelling, right? And there is so much collective grief. Even if you don't live in any of these areas that have been impacted by natural disasters, you can touch into the collective grief of that in your body if you allow yourself to, right? And that that collective grief affects all of us because we are all interconnected with one another, not just on a human level, but this is also we are connected to the earth and the earth impacts us and the land that we live on. It is impacted by all other areas of the world, right? This is like a living, breathing organism, and we're all breathing together. And we're really living in a time where there is a crisis of disconnection. You know, we have all of these different coping skills that we use in order to disconnect from our emotions, from other people, from the grief, the pain that is happening in the world as a way to try to actually, you know, progress or move forward or Um, to move the collective forward, but we're bypassing a lot of what is here for us and what needs to be seen and witnessed and felt in order for us to truly progress forward together, right? And so building this relationship with the land is about building reverence for the land and coming back to practices that honor the land instead of distance us from the land. And even if we are people who say that, you know, we advocate on behalf of planet Earth, and we love planet Earth, and we love the land. Um, that is a beautiful thing. And we have so much to learn in terms of actually building energetic connection with the Earth. And if you think about you know, just how you live and how you are in the world, is there a practice that you have every day, a way of engaging with the land that builds relationship with it that honors it where you receive from the land and you give to the land right is there a practice that you have that does that do you look at the values that you hold about the land and then you know the things that you do in your everyday life that either support that honoring or go against that honoring right and so you know we're we're all hypocrites when it comes to this because we live in a society where um you know It's convenient to buy clothes that are made in China um, that, you know, by and large impact the environment in huge ways. Um, It's so convenient to buy things in plastic containers and to use a lot of things because we've built our entire society around it. It's really convenient to order things off of Amazon and get all these boxes in the mail, right? And, And so, you know, we all contribute to this. This isn't We're all hypocrites when it comes to this on some level, right? We all contribute to it. But it's more about, you know, really how intentional can we get with our relationship to the land in all different ways, spiritually, emotionally, right? Through our actions and the values that we have. How do we uphold that in our life and in our business? And how much are we willing to sit with the grief of what is happening in the world? right? What is happening to earth? Because it impacts all of us energetically, right? We might not consciously feel it, although a lot of us do. Um, I work with a lot of empaths. Um, I'm also a very sensitive person. And when you really connect with that and you tune into that, there's so much weight there, right? There's so much healing to do that you know, involves us and the land together. There's also so much that the land has to teach us. The land is a teacher. And, you know, further than everything that I've been talking about, you know, our energy interacts with the energy of the particular land that we are on. Just like any energy that we encounter, any person that we encounter Each part of the world has a very particular energy to it. You know, if you travel and you go to New York, the energy on that land is so different than if you travel to Oregon or if you travel, you know, to Bali, which is where I'm at right now, right? The energy of everywhere that your body lands is so different. The experience is so different. And so, the way that those energies interact with each other. So your unique energy in your body and how that interacts with the unique energy of a land of a place is going to open up different portals for you within your own experience. And you can actually see this in astrology, right? Um, You can go on astrology websites, type in your birth date information, time, and you can actually look at a map and then see how your individual astrology interacts with different places in the world. And depending on where you go in the world, there might be different themes that are highlighted in your life. And so this is going to obviously differ from person to person, depending on when you were born, what was happening in the cosmos in that moment. But it just goes to show that you know, you hold the elements of nature, you hold the stars in your body. And each piece of land holds certain components in it that react to the energy that's within you. And so different portals of possibility become open depending where you are. And knowing what's opening up for you Feeling into the energy and allowing intuition to guide you is about being in relationship with the land and being in relationship with the energy inside of you and around you. And these are all such subtle energies, right? This is all very subtle energy. But subtle energy is the most potent energy. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed as I've been traveling around the world is that. I've been traveling based off of my intuition, so pure intuition and guidance. This hasn't been a planned out, scripted, I'm going here on this date and then leaving on that date and then heading to this other country. The process has been very much like okay, I'm feeling an energetic pull to these and these countries. And the next step for me is to go to this particular country. And I'm feeling the energy of being here until, you know, the next three months or whatever it is. And that is literally how I make all of my traveling decisions. I have a rough sketch of some countries that are energetically pinging for me right now for whatever reason. And I'm allowing my body to guide me where I need to go. And this is both chaotic sometimes and also beautiful. Um, But one of the things that I've really noticed about this process is that as the energy shifts within me, so as I energetically work with the things that are arising within me in whatever country I am in, the energy starts to flow and my intuition starts to open up and it begins to reveal where I'm supposed to be going next, right? And then I start to energetically feel pulled somewhere else. And my intuition gives me a sense of how long I'm supposed to be there. And it's not a lot of information for me. Like for my ego brain, I'm kind of like, okay, so why do I have to stay there until March? Why can't I go to this other country? Or why can't I just find a home right now and actually settle in? Because there's so many parts of me that are really craving that, that are really craving stability. But my intuition keeps on telling me, to, you know, be moving for the next few months, at least until the summer. And so it's been such a eye-opening process to just notice how the energy moves, how my intuition opens up. And the more that I do the work within myself, the more clarity that I receive and the more the energy has the opportunity to um, show me the way in so many ways, Right. And one of the things that I've observed is how quickly my energy shifts and how, you know, the things that I'm working on in my life shift depending on what land I am on. And I'll give you a very concrete example of this. I have been living in Bali for the past three months And in Bali, the energy of this land is very slow and it's been called the digestion system of the world. So I've described it before on Instagram and posts. If you read my posts on there, that it's kind of like this very gentle entryway into all of the places inside of yourself that you have swept under the rug, that you haven't wanted to look at, that you've pushed away or rejected, either consciously or unconsciously. And the land itself kind of takes you into this like spiral and this portal that begins to reveal all of these parts of you to yourself, which is why so many people come here for healing. It's a huge Mecca for healing. And um, it's because the energy here actually opens you up in such a way that you, your defenses are kind of down. The ego doesn't work the same way in this energy as it does in other places. And I've witnessed this very distinctly within myself. And so the energy here, it's not a heavy energy. And I just want to distinguish that because I think that there are genuinely lots of places in the world where you go and you do really intense shadow work and it's very heavy and you feel like you've been taken through the ringer. Um, This is not the kind of energy that exists in Bali. And of course, I think that this is going to depend on you individually, too, and what you energetically carry in your body. But overall, I would say when I talk to other people and their experience and when I compare it to mine, it does have this um, energy of opening you up very gently. It's like holding you in the space versus you know drowning you in shadow and heaviness. And so it has a very gentle way of doing shadow work with you, and then it has this beautiful way of also showing you the bliss of life and the appreciation of everyday life. So it's kind of like this great balance between shadow and light work, but it is a very slow pace. And so when I'm here, it's actually a lot harder for me to to do work. I don't have this like same energetic level as I might in some other environments, And so the slow pace kind of permeates everything. And sometimes I feel like I'm working against the current here when it comes to like my business, for instance. But recently, just this last weekend, actually, I traveled to Singapore and I cannot tell you how much of an energetic shift I experienced. So I went from Bali where I was honestly, I was feeling very tired and it was hard for me to get enough sleep. And I've been feeling very exhausted and just very frustrated in the space because I feel like I can't get as much done. And I was actually dreading going to Singapore because it meant I had to travel again and all I wanted to do is actually be grounded. And I went to Singapore, and I just had the most amazing time. I felt so much energy. I was staying up until like one or two a.m., um, working and creating. And I was, you know, walking for hours around the city, and getting very creatively inspired by everything that is in Singapore. And the land there just has that kind of energy to it. There's a lot of innovation. Um, It's very, it's much more futuristic in Singapore if you've ever been. And there's also like plenty of gardens and nature. And so there's a lot for you to interact with there energetically. And I felt, you know, so inspired. I was creating every day. I was wandering around the city and just really allowing myself to be in this energy of curiosity and creation. And it was almost like my whole body instantly shifted when I landed in Singapore. It wasn't that I did anything different. It wasn't that I was eating, you know, substantially different food or that I was working out more or meditating more, nothing like that. It was just, I was on this land, feeling the energy of the city, feeling the energy of the particular land that I was on. And so much shifted for me and I loved it. And as soon as I came back to Bali, I could feel my entire body shifting back into this slowness, this very slow pace. And I, it was like all of the nights that I had stayed up and had all of this energy, all of a sudden just like caught up with me like a ton of bricks. And I just literally collapsed. And I was probably out here in Bali for about two days just trying to catch up on on sleep and trying to, like, feel some level of normalcy again. And so it was, it's just been really interesting to observe that. But, um, you know, this is just a very concrete example of the land and where you are and where you live and where you visit really impacts what gets to be opened inside of you. I also had a similar experience in Colorado, which is where I lived for most of my life, that... Um, for a long time i had this really deep relationship with the land in colorado and when i was done with living there it was in my awareness like it just doesn't feel quite right to live here anymore but the more that i stayed there the longer that i stayed there it, the heavier my body became in colorado and I didn't feel inspired going out into nature anymore. I just wasn't engaging with the landscape in the same way that I had been. And I think I mentioned this on my personal episode, but it was almost like the energy of the land was pushing me out and was telling me it was time to move on. And so if you pay attention to the subtle energy of how you feel in each place and in what the land is communicating to you, you have the opportunity to learn so much about yourself, to learn even about what areas of your life this land in particular is meant to open up for you, and you know take you deeper into you know shadow work in that area of your life, or even open up portals of possibility for that area of your life, right? Because um, both can happen on the same land, and that the land will communicate to you very very clearly if it's time to move on and if you have received all that you needed to and if you've given all that you needed to to the land. So my current quest for home is really about me finding a land that's saying, yes, this is where you are meant to be. This is where you are meant to do all the things for the next foreseeable future, at least. Right, And for me, it's important to allow my body to go there and to experience the land and how it's impacting me and how I'm in relationship with the land. One of the things that I've learned in Bali is how to really devote to the land and enter into relationship with it at a whole different level. If you've ever been to Bali, you know that um, the people who live here have a very devotional practice. Most of the people here are Hindu, but one of the things that they do every single morning and every single evening is that they put offerings out in front of their houses. And the offerings are specifically to the land. And so, you know, they put food and, you know, different liquids and Um, Flowers into the offering. And it's a beautiful thing to witness and see on the streets. And sometimes you walk on top of these offerings because it's everywhere. And, you know, the Balinese people have really taught me this whole new level of reverence for the land and devotion to the land because they do it every day, two times a day. And so imagine what can shift for you If you were to have this type of devotion and reverence to the land, how would your relationship with yourself change? Um, How would you move more effortlessly with the energy that's within you and around you? Because so much of this work, the work of being soul-bodied, The work of coming home to oneself, the work of becoming more of yourself, is not just about mastering what's inside of you. It's also about learning how to interact and flow with instead of force against the energy that you're being presented with, right? Because we are always in relationship to everything and how we walk through the world is, yes, dependent on the work that we do within ourselves, but it's also how we are in reaction and in devotion to the world. And so that's the invitation when we come into relationship with the land. I also want to talk about a different layer of this work that is very important. And it's not just devotion to the land itself, but it's also devotion to the ancestors of the land unless you are native to the land that you live on right now or to the land that you are visiting right now, you are a guest on someone else's land. And most likely the land that you are on has been stolen from native peoples that used to live there. And maybe that still lived there, but in smaller numbers, right? There's a lot of healing work that needs to be done there. Because those ancestors are also inextricably tied to the land and they live in the land too. And so the relationship that you are building is not just with Mother Earth, not just the land in and of itself as an energetic being, but it's also with the ancestors that have lived on that land that are native to the land. It's important to know that we do not own the land that we live on, right? It belongs... To Mother Earth, it belongs to the Native people that lived there first. And there's a real need for all of us to recognize whose land we really live on. The history of colonization and oppression that has existed in so many parts of the world is something that we really have to turn towards if we are to build a different kind of world moving forward. There's a lot of reparation that needs to happen in that space, and we can't take it away. But what we can do is turn towards that instead of away from it and really honor the fact that most of us have participated in colonization or our ancestors have and that we continue to participate in it and how we act with the land and how we are in relationship to the land and the ancestors there. So recognizing the spirits and the ancestors that live on the land is part of building good relationship with it. This type of reparative work is about acknowledging systems of oppression, acknowledging colonization, and beginning to break away at those systems through Acknowledging the fact that we are guests and acting like the guests that we are on the land. So, you know, this means giving land back to Native people and protecting the land of Native people. Thanking the ancestors of that land through offerings, through meditation, doing it at the dinner table Speaking up at Thanksgiving, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, the land and its ancestors are inextricably woven together. The land remembers, right? The land remembers the history. The land has experienced the pain of those ancestors and the pain of colonization. And all of that energy lives there too. And so being able to honor the land and honor the rightful ancestors of the land and take the role as a respectful guest is part of our collective healing and it's part of the healing of the land as well it's it's all interwoven with each other I really invite you to come into ceremony with the land that you are on and to really consider your impact on the land And look up, you know, who is native to the land that I live on? Who is native to the land that I am traveling to? What kind of role do I have when I am on that land? How do I carry myself? How do I treat others? Especially if you're traveling, right? And this is a huge consideration that I've had as I have essentially made home in all of these different countries that are not of my own ancestry. How do I be a good guest on this land? How do I respect the people? How do I give reverence to the place that I'm living in being a foreigner, being a white person, being someone who has a lot of privilege in the world? How do I really stand in integrity and an in honoring of everything that's here and what it's teaching me? And How can I give back to the people and to the land? I personally speak to the land and I thank Mama Bali for what she has taught me, what she has revealed to me. And I acknowledge the spirits of the land. The spirits of the land here are very strong. You can feel them and it's because they are honored by the Balinese and, um, it's such a gift. It's a real gift to be able to be witness to this level of devotion. And we have a lot to learn from the people here and how they come into relationship with the land. So if you've ever been to Bali, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, um, you know that can be an invitation for you to explore that if you're being called and invited into the land here. But no matter where you are, this is something to really think about and consider. And as you engage in these practices, to really be able to notice how your relationship with yourself starts to change, how you start to feel different, how you begin to feel more connected. The thing is, is that, yes, this is about connection to ourselves, but it's also connection to our life at a whole different level. And To me, life is all about the experience of being in our lives, the experience of being in the moment, of really feeling what we are feeling, of immersing ourselves in all of the five senses, and relationship with the land and what's around us really helps us to do that. And so your life becomes elevated in these beautiful and expansive ways. And not only that, but the more that you learn how to work with this energy, how to move with this energy, how to actually follow your body and your intuitive pull in where you're being asked to travel or go, um, that the more that you are going to be able to actually open up these energetic vortexes within yourself. And I talk a lot about this, you know, when I talk about the body. The body is the key for you opening portals of possibility, right? Um, And we can talk about like the 3D and the 5D space. And in our 3D space, you know, we live in a certain reality. And at the same time, we are able to create a different kind of reality in the 5D, which we have the opportunity to bring into our lived experience when we know how to move with the energy, when we know how to follow our intuition, when we know how to listen to our body. And so, you know, the more that we can actually follow where the energy is taking us and work with the energy of a space, the more that these portals of energetic possibility open up to us. And then the more that we can walk into them and embody them. I cannot tell you how much exponential growth I've experienced and how much my life has shifted in the past five months since I've been traveling. And again, I have a lot of privilege in this space. I'm able to do this. I'm able to travel and live my life this way. And there are so many little ways that you can honor this within your own life in smaller ways. If your circumstances currently don't allow you to travel or to travel for extended periods of time, you know, even within the city that you live in, you can access lots of different kinds of energy. And so there's smaller vortexes within the places that we live in. And it's more about allowing yourself to feel into how do you feel in certain spaces? How do you feel on certain kinds of land? Where are you being pulled to travel? And how can you create some space over a weekend to go there and just experience it? You don't need to take off for months at a time. Like I do in order to be able to take full advantage of this kind of exploration, You get to lead from this place of curiosity and to really invite this question into your meditation practice, to check in with your body, to look at a map and notice where your attention is being pulled, Um, because that's literally how I do it. I just get an energetic sense about a certain location, and that's the way I'm going to decide about where I'm going to find home. Um, And so there's so many big and small ways for you to explore this in whatever circumstances you find yourself in, and that that actually, the building blocks of that will help you to open up into finding other portals of possibility where you can move beyond the circumstances that you're in and create what you want to create. So there are a lot of layers woven into the relationship with the land, and You know, on one level, it's about how do we develop conscious relationship with the land in a way that we can energetically shift how we have treated the land for generations and generations as a means to work towards a collective future that isn't embedded in the same oppressive systems that we live in. Because when we start to honor the land, we start to chip away at these systems of oppression And alongside that, on another level, how can we honor the true ancestors of the land that this is another way that we start to shift the dynamics of the systems that we have all been embedded in for centuries, right? And so this is all social change work. Um, This is all the necessary work that we need to do to build um, a healthier way of being with each other, of being with the land, um, one that is conscious, one that is connected to everyone's well-being, not just the well-being of the few in our society that have certain privileges. On another level, the relationship with the land is also an invitation into deeper connection with ourselves individually, and that this actually connects us to a larger community of not just people, but you know, energetic systems that are, that are all around us all the time. And this expands our understanding of the world and ourselves exponentially. We start to see the magic that is all around us all the time. And that changes our quality of life, right? That changes us at such a deep and profound level. We heal ourselves, we heal the land, and we heal the collective through this work. And I would encourage you to approach relationship building with the land from a very intuitive space and to go out into the land feel into the energy see what's there put your hands in the earth feel what you feel and allow your intuition to guide you into speaking to the land speaking to the energy is there a ritual that you want to do with the land what's your intuition telling you to do You know, I could give you directions, but ultimately, you know, everything that I do comes from this very intuitive space. I'm pulled towards certain flowers or, you know, towards, you know, bringing cards with me or laying in the earth and receiving an energetic blessing from it. You know, there can be so many different ways you can draw ceremony and ritual around it. And... All that's required is you just showing up into the space, nothing fancy, just show up and see what is there for you and allow yourself to be open and curious about the experience. And you never know, you never know what will open up. Thank you for tuning in today. And please do leave us a review on iTunes, letting us know how this episode impacted you, how the podcast is impacting you. I appreciate you so much and we will see you next time.